Welcome to the New Song Church Sermon Podcast. Here at New Song, we want to help people get to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions about us or want to learn more, you can check us out online at www.new-song-church.com. We'd love for you to stay connected with us throughout the week through our church app. It's free and available wherever you download apps. Just search keyword New Song. And now, check out our message of the week. Are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? All right, let's do it. Get out your sermon notes today. Get out your, your Bibles. Today is going to be a, a, a couple of, of things that you need to know, I guess. Let me say it like this. First of all, we're concluding the series, My Biggest Enemy. We're concluding that series. And the second thing is today, if you look at your sermon notes, they're different than, than what they are uh, most weeks because today is going to be a different day. Today is not the day for... Uh, you know, sticky statements that are going to help you, that, that are going to help you remember the topic and really apply it to your life. Um, there, there, are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of Sunday mornings where I get up and I just say, I know today is a teaching day. Today I know I have to teach my church family about the things of God, the character of God, the nature of God. But, and, and today's no different. Today you're going to learn some things. It is a teaching, no, no doubt. But, but I, I, I really, God put it upon my heart a long time ago that today was just going to be a day of ministry to you. That, that I was just going to relax and just minister to the Word of God to you and, and tell you some things that I've learned and so, tell you some things that if you haven't learned them, you need to learn. And, and if you have learned them, no doubt you need to be reminded of them. And, and it, it is something that is, let me say it like this, it's something that all of us have dealt with at some point in some way. And many, in fact, I would say the majority of people in this room are still dealing with it. And, and it's, it's the fact that you, you don't feel like you could ever please God or you feel that God is just not pleased with you. In fact, there are people in this room that you think God is just mad at you. He's just mad at you. And, 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 and it really is blocking a relationship that you have with Christ. And You don't want him to be mad at you. You don't, you don't want to be, you know, out of relationship with him. And, and you just think, I just don't think God could ever delight in me. And, and I want to tell you, new song, that is a lie of the enemy. God does delight in you. And I, I'm going to prove that to you in Scripture today. Remember, my biggest enemy is the lie that I believe. It makes me a prisoner of deception and robs me of a rich and satisfying life. Let, let me say it like this. If you believe that God cannot and is not delighted in you and pleased with you, you are being robbed of a rich and satisfying life in Christ. You're being robbed of that. Now, does that mean God's happy with everything that we do? No. Is he happy with everything that we say? No. But he can delight in us even in our weaknesses. And I'm going to prove that to you today. Are you ready for this? How many, how many wants God, you just want God to delight in you. You want him to delight in you. Oh, he does, new song. He does, he does. And I'm just going to minister this to you this morning. These are some things that God has, has taught me. The truth is, as God's child, God delights in me. Psalm 147, verse 11. These are just some verses we're going to look at today. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. He delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. See, see, the problem is we fail to, to, 
to think that God would ever delight in us because we have these looming reminders of our weaknesses. We have these looming re- reminders of our sin, uh, of, of our inadequacies. We have these looming reminders of not, not only who we are and the struggles that we face, but actually the struggles that we lost. It's not just the temptations that I face, it's, it's the times that I gave in. It's not, it's not just what I'm dealing with today, it's how I failed in the past, and oftentimes how I fail in the moment. And we have these looming reminders about our lack of integrity, our lack of seeking the Lord, our lack of prayer, our lack of Bible study, our lack of witnessing, our lack of truly heartfelt devotion for the Lord. For, for the times that we're just um, so relaxed, in fact, too, way too relaxed with our, concerning our relationship with the Lord, we have these looming reminders of, wow, I've been a loser and I can still be one pretty good. How many know what I'm talking about? Come on, everybody, let's just be honest. I mean, we have these looming reminders, and that's no accident because the, devil, the devil's called the accuser of the brethren meaning he goes around and he wants to remind you of your past over and over and over again and to tell you, hey, God could never delight in you. God could never take joy in you. God isn't pleased with you. He hasn't been pleased with you, and he's not pleased with you now. I mean, come on, look at who you are. Look at what you think. Look at the way you act. Look at the words that come out of your mouth. See, the devil just bombards us all the time reminding us that we're not who we want to be. I, I got to tell you something, new song, I've come a long way, but I'm not who I want to be. I'm not there yet. I'm not the pastor I want to be. I'm not the husband I want to be. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the father I want to be. I'm not the Christian I want to be. That doesn't mean that I haven't come a long ways. It just means that I'm not there yet. I, I haven't arrived, and nor do I ever think I will until I'm in the presence of the Lord. But God delights, he delights, watch this, in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. Let me say it like this, new song, this this is going to be eye-opening to you. He doesn't delight in those who put their hope in their own unfailing love. Selah. Think, think calmly about that for a moment. Because sometimes we think the Lord delights in us when we show him our unfailing love. But the Bible says this, everybody. When we hope in his unfailing love, like the love that you have to offer Christ, the love that you have to offer God the Father is never going to be perfect until we are in his presence. Meaning you'll always have this battle within you. And I don't, I don't mean perfect as in, as in it can't be true because the Bible says God seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth, who have a deep love for the Father. And no doubt we're all growing in that love for the Father. But are we going to be perfect as we live out that love? No, no, no. The answer is no, no. See, are we going to be perfect when we try to submit and surrender our life to Christ? Can we do that in perfection? The answer is no. No, you can't do that in perfection. 
Sometimes we put our hope in our own actions and our ability to love God the way we think he deserves to be loved. But he says, no, 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 what, 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 I delight in those who fear me, who stand in awe of me, and who put their hope in my unfailing love, God would say. In fact, I would say it this way, everybody. We stand in awe of his unfailing love and completely hope and rely in him. And when we do that, when we stand in awe of who he is and we, and we put our hope, we rely on his love, the Bible is very, very clear that he delights in us. Okay, so, so that means, everybody, sometimes the worst of sinners could come before the Father and say, oh, God, I am so sorry I'm a sinner. I don't like to be that. I don't want to be that. But Father, I hope in you. I rely upon you. I rely upon your Son, Jesus Christ. As I have found out, God, I cannot hope in myself. Because I realize I let me down, and I know I let you down. So, Father, I hope in you. I rely upon you. Thank you for loving me. And the Bible says that God delights in that. He delights in that. When you come before God and say, oh, God, I am undone. I need you. God smiles. And he says, now you got it. Now you got it. Now, now you're going to grow. Now you're going you're gonna to experience my presence. You're, you're going you're gonna to allow me to work in you. Oh, and he delights in it, his song. He delights in it. Don't believe me? Let's keep, let's keep looking at scripture, can we? Hebrews 11.6 says, and without faith... It is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Let, let, let me, let, let me uh, leave that verse up on the screen here for a second because a lot of times as Christians, uh, let, let me say it like this, a lot of times as Justin, I have changed that verse. A lot of times as Justin, I've, I've changed the word in that verse that just fits who I, who I think God wants me to be who, or who I think God is. I just, you know, for a long time, I just changed that verse. And this is, this is the way that Justin would have read it. Justin would have said, and without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly serve him. That, that, would be, that would be the gospel according to Justin in my flesh, in, in, in my old outlook, in, 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 the, in the mindset that I had before I discovered the grace and the mercy and the love of God. I would, have, I would have changed that verse to say, yeah, God will reward me, God will honor me, God will accept me, not whether I seek him or not, but whether I serve him or not, because my relationship with God was based upon my actions, not based upon my seeking. And everybody, if you insert the word serve instead of seek, that is a false gospel. 
I'm going to say it to you very bluntly. In fact, everybody, uh, it, it, would, it would be the gospel versus my gospel. Seek or serve. Serve instead of seek. But the Bible is very clear. Can I give you some verses about this? I wasn't going to do it, but I got time. Galatians, sir. Are you guys all right? Everybody all right? Galatians, you know where that is, right? And How many brought your Bible today? Did you bring your Bible today? Good, because we use the Bible around here. Most of the times they're on the screens, but today we're going to go... We're going to go off screen. How's that? Galatians, right after 2 Corinthians, right, right before Ephesians in the New Testament. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Still reading out of the NIV. It says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. There is, new song, only one gospel. There is only one gospel. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion or trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Now, that's a pretty stout statement, isn't it? I mean, how many know we, we need to believe the real gospel, the gospel, the one true gospel, and not one that has been perverted? And yet, sometimes, can I tell you something, everybody? Sometimes we're the ones that take the gospel and we twist it a little bit because of our own mindset, not based upon the word of God, but based upon what we think to be true about God. And God says, no, 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 go back to the gospel. Go back to the gospel. Let, let me read a little bit more out of Galatians. In fact, you can go to, to uh, Galatians chapter 2, and you can read the whole book of Galatians in, 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 in a, a very quick sit-down read, and I would encourage you to do it. It says in verse 16, though, of Galatians 2, we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith, but by faith, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no one, no one will be justified. No one will be justified. How are we justified? By faith, by faith, by faith, by believing, by believing we are justified. He, he goes on, to, uh, let's look at Galatians 3, 14, and I could give you so many verses about this, but these are just, these are just the first ones that, that came to my mind. Galatians 3, 14, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. How many know that faith is pretty important to God? That without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. And if we, if we think, okay, I can please God, but I'm going to add I'm going to add to the gospel what I think God wants, even though that's not in the scripture, everybody, that's displeasing to God. 
He wants us to hold true to his word. And I would tell you, everybody, we have to have faith. We have to be a people of faith. Let me continue, John chapter 6, verse 26. Now, now this is right after the feeding of the 5,000. Everybody remember that? The 5,000 people are there. There's a crowd. He he actually ends up feeding them uh, with with the bread and the fish. You can read that in John chapter 6. But he says in verse 26 of that chapter, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Now watch this. Watch what Jesus says. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of his approval. And they replied, we want to perform God's works too. Like we we want to be able to see the miraculous too. We want to be able to do the things that you're doing too. What should we do? And Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you, believe in the one he has sent. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, everybody? Like, that, that, that's not, okay, so, it, so I, I know that all of the word of God is inspired of the Holy Spirit. How many know that to be true? And, and sometimes we think, we think, and it's all inspired, we, we think, well, 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 that was Paul that said this, but Jesus said this. Oh, okay, the, First of all, it's all true. It's all true. It's all inspired of the Holy Spirit. But even if that's your viewpoint, you say, well, I just need Jesus to say those things. Jesus said it himself. Listen, the one thing that God wants from you, the one work, and I would say the one work in quotes, is to believe. To believe. To believe. Do you see how simple the gospel is? You see how, doesn't that make it so beautiful? Doesn't it make it so, so incredibly gracious and merciful? Or Jesus would look at you today and he would say, if he was standing here, your new song, he would say to you, new song, new song, believe. Just believe. Believe in me. You were like, well, well Jesus, what about all of these works? No, 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 don't, don't focus on that. Me. Put your focus on me. Jesus would say, but Jesus, I've always thought, no, I don't, I don't care what you think right now. I just want you to look at me. I, I want you to focus on me. I want you to believe in me. But isn't it interesting? As Jesus is crying out, new song, focus on me, the author and the finisher of your faith. That we look at Jesus and say, well, 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 Jesus, watch me as I go. No, 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 no. You look at me. You look at me. Keep your eyes on me. Yeah, but, but Jesus, I'm, I'm going to go do this for you so you can be happy with me. No, 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 no. Jesus would say, no, 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 just, just come to me. Come to me. I want you to take pleasure in me. And when you take pleasure in me, I take pleasure in you. It it, it took years for me to understand that. Let, Let me say it this way. It took decades for me to understand that. 
I love, as you, you know, I love my mom and dad, right? My, my mom and dad are here in this room today. I'm so proud. My, my, my dad was a, is a veteran. He served in Vietnam, in the Vietnam War. And when he stood up this morning, I was thinking to myself, that's my dad. That's my, that's my dad, you know? And, um, and it's still feeling the effects of that in his body, to tell you the truth. And um, what, one of the things that I've, I, I spoke to my dad a lot, you know, my dad just loves Jesus. He's leaving a great legacy for, for my family. I don't want to embarrass him this morning, but he knows this to be true. <laughs> he knows this to be true. He's told us a number of times. He said, if, if I never do anything for God again, I still know that he loves me. And see, some of you don't have that revelation as of yet. Some of you don't have it yet because when we, when we are standing in front of Jesus, Jesus is saying, no, just, just take pleasure in me. And when you take pleasure in me, I take pleasure in you. And it's about a relationship. It's not about our, our service. It's about a relationship that we have with our Savior. New song, God delights in you when you take pleasure in him. Am I right, Dad? He says yes, by the way. Let, let me tell you, let, let me say it this way, that faith, your belief, pleases God the most, not your works. Your faith is what pleases him the most. Yes, your faith, if it's true, will produce works. But it is your faith that pleases God the most. And we need to get that right. We need to get that right. And you say, well, what, what, what about service then? What about actions? What about, hang with me here. Hebrews 13 verse 20 says this. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may that God of peace equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he, what, what's this everybody, this is just such a little word, may he work in us, in us, what is pleasing to him <laughs> through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. May he work in us what is pleasing to him. It, it is not what may he work through us yet what is pleasing to him. No, first of all, it, let, let him work in us. Let him work in us what is pleasing to him. Let him work in us what is pleasing to him. And when he works in us, he'll be able to work through us, but he wants to work in us first. Everybody see that, yes or no? He wants to work in us first, and then he'll work through us. But sometimes we get that out of order. Sometimes we create our own gospel. We create our own theology and say, well, God will work in me as, at, 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 right, after I work, at, right after I work for him, or he'll work in me, uh, uh, and he'll work in me better as I work through him, or he works through me, I should say. 
So, so you're, you're focusing on, the, on, on your works, but what you're not focusing on is his work. And he says, no, 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 I'm going to do the work in you. I'm going to do it in you, and then I'll do it through you. I'll do the work in you, and then I'll do it through you. But we have to get the order right. Let, let me say it like this, new song, that God is pleased with you when you simply allow him to work in you. He's pleased with you. He delights in you. When you say, Father, work in me, what is pleasing to you? Let let me prove it to you some more. Philippians 2.13. For God is working in you, and he's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So God works faith in us. He takes pleasure in that faith. And because of that faith, my desires are actually his desires, and my power is actually his power in me. I'm going to say that again. God works faith in us. He works faith in us, and he takes pleasure in that faith that is working in us. And because of that faith, my desires are actually his desires, and my power is actually his power in me. And at the end of it all, new song, he gets all of the glory. At the end of it all, He's the one that started the work, and he's the one that'll finish the work, and he gets all the glory. Because see, if you start working on your own, thinking, well, God will be pleased with me if I go do this and this and this and this, then God will be happy with me. Can I tell you, you're trying to get the glory. Am I right? Like, okay, God, be pleased with me now because look what I've done for you. The Bible is very clear, not to us, oh God, but to you and to your name. Be glory forever and ever, not to us, but to you. And we have got to get to this place, new song, we have got to get to this place where we allow God to work in us. And as he's working in us, you'll discover that he'll give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And it may not be anything that you've ever done before. (laughs) But he'll give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So even my Even in my weaknesses, new song, listen to you, pastor, even in your weaknesses, when you say, when you say, I don't know that God is pleased with me, I I think he's mad at me, I, I just don't feel right with God. I don't understand his love, and I don't understand, I don't think he could ever be happy with me. Can I tell you? New song, could I I just give you one, one truth for you to hold on to today? If you stand in awe of the Lord and you rely solely upon him and his unfailing love, 
And if you come to him and say, Father, I obviously need you to work in me. I'm asking you to do that work in me. New song. Oh, he takes pleasure in you when you come before him like that. He takes pleasure in you when you allow his spirit to change your heart, change your thoughts. He's so pleased with you when, when you're angry and he speaks to you and he says, oh, hey, listen, don't, don't be angry. Be forgiving. And you say, Father, help me to forgive. Oh, he's pleased with you because that's a work of his spirit in you. And when you're around somebody who's just unloving, they're just hateful people, and they really bother you, they just get on your nerves, and you don't even want to be around them, and he speaks to you, and he says, hey, hey, Justin, could you just love them? Could, could you just care for them anyway? Could you love them the way that I love you? And you say, Father, help me to love them the way that you love them. I know they're unlovely, God. I know it's, I'm having a hard time with it, but Father, I need you to work in me so that I could love them the way that you want me to love them. God says to you, oh, I'm pleased with you. I'm pleased with you. Why? Because it is God working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. <laughs> let, me, let me say it this way, new song. You can't please him on your own. I can't please him on my own. But when I allow him to work in me, when I allow his work in me, say, Father, refine me. Make me who I need to be in you. Change me, oh God. He looks down from heaven and he smiles over you. Zephaniah 3.17 says, he rejoices over you with singing. Oh, he delights in you. Can we stand up for a moment? We're going to worship the Lord just, just for a few minutes here. We've got plenty of time. But we need to pray first. Could we just lift our hands toward the heavens together? Lift your hands to the Heavenly Father and say, Father, work in me. Come on, let's say that. Father, work in me. I allow you. I want you. I ask of you to work in me, giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases you. Father, help me, help me to take pleasure in you and nothing else. Lord, I'm reminded today that the things that I might take pleasure in in this world one day won't be there, but you are eternal. And I want to take pleasure in you. And I know when I take pleasure in you that you take pleasure in me. <laughs> oh God, work in me. What needs to be worked in me? Change me the way I need to be changed. 
Create in me, Father, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I open up my life to hear your voice, to hear the voice of your spirit. Lord, give me the power to respond. Give me the desire to respond and do a work in me all for the glory of your name. I thank you, Lord. As a church, it's our honor to play a part in what God is doing in your life. And we would love to continue on that journey with you. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to www.new-song-church.com backslash next steps. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.